morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here with y'all as always, and I'm glad to, to see you all made it to church this morning. So I actually think that uh, I preached on this passage just a few months ago, but uh, we're going to do it again, if that's all right with y'all. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 39, and the title of our message today is At His Feet. And before we get started, I'd like to pray for us just one more time. Oh, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters here, Father God, that you've truly um, given us fellowship with each other and with you through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and through the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, come and open our hearts and our minds to receive you and to receive your word and uh, just bless us this morning. Father God, I ask that you would just take control here and let your, uh, your message be heard. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, before we get into Luke, Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk with them. And I quote that a lot. It's become one of my one of my favorite verses. And the reason is that is for that is it shows that when God created us, he handcrafted us. We're his workmanship, his handiwork. And to me, every time I read that verse, it just reminds me of the amount of, of value, of beauty, of, of purpose that God has given to his children. That we're not just, we don't just happen to be here and God has to come and scoop up this mess and say, well, I guess I'll take this too. No, 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 no. God created us and he loves us and we have value. But it also says that we are actually created to, to be involved in the good works of God. That we are created to work. In fact, that that's part of how we reflect God's image. We're designed to, to create, to build, we're cry, we're, uh, to maintain everything that God has put before us. And that's, that's since the creation. God put Adam and Eve in the garden to tend the garden, to work. However, we also know that the Bible says, if we work but have no faith, it profits us nothing. Romans 4, 4 through 5 says it's just a debt owed. Yet James tells us that if we have faith, or we say we have faith, yet we have no works, that faith is dead. Hmm. Yet in the midst of our faith and works, the do's and the don'ts, and our family, friends, activities, just all the things that we have to do in, in this life, it's very easy to lose touch with God. You know, we're created in and for Jesus Christ. And we're created to do good works, but we're not created for those works. We're created to have an eternal, lasting relationship with the Lord. So what we're going to look at in this uh, short story is we're going to talk about work, about the work God has given us. We're going we're to ask, where do good works really come from? And we're going to talk about what is the greatest of all works. 
So in Luke 10, verses 38 through 39, it says, Now it happened as they went and he entered a certain village, talking about Jesus, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So, it's interesting. Jesus is traveling. He's, he's teaching. His, his fame is spreading. He's doing uh, miracles. And, and all, the, all the land is starting to be in an uproar about who this man is. And so message gets out from place to place that Jesus has come. And as he enters into this town, a woman named Martha welcomes him into her house. And when she makes herself and her home open and welcome to the Lord, he comes in and he dwells with them. And he begins to teach. Now, in verse 39, it says, And she had a sister called Martha, who sat at Jesus' feet. Oh, yeah, Mar Mary. There you go. I can read. It's okay. Who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now, this is pretty interesting. Jesus is in her house. I'm going to, let's just pretend she has a couch. She, he is sitting in her living room on her couch, and he is there for them. And her sister is sitting at his feet. She's sitting there, and she's prepared herself. She is ready and willing to receive from the Lord. Yet Martha, and it was her house, so she was doing good. She begins to work and serve. Jesus is on her, in her living room, and she's making herself busy everywhere else. You know, we can, we can get so caught up in all the good things that God has given us. And as someone who gets really busy sometimes, even if it's ministry, I can get really caught up in the works God has given me. And sometimes I forget. God came in to dwell with me. I don't have to go home and, and see him sitting on my couch. He's here. I've welcomed him. And he's here. He's ready. He's willing. He has a message. And it's something new every day. But sometimes we get so caught up in, in having to do sometimes really good things that we forget. We forget. We get our focus twisted, right? We get too busy with jobs, with family, with guests, even faithful works. And the things that God have, has given us that should be blessings, that should be good, have now become what? I know for me, sometimes, my greatest distraction. 
really, my greatest distraction. In verse 20 it says, but Martha, (laughs) again, Jesus is in her house. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. See, nothing about what Martha was doing was wrong. I mean, it's her house. She has guests. She's got to serve them and, and be there, do things for them. So the thing she was doing was good, right? But since her focus is on the serving rather than on the Lord, since her focus is on the guest instead of the time she, she has, she is missing out on the experience of fellowshipping with the living God who is right there for her. And she is missing it. And it brings me to a question. If our works or our business or our whatever, if it becomes something that separates us, something that actually hinders our ability to to sit and just hear the Lord speak to us, to experience his resurrection in us, can we call those things good? Can we call those good works? And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, just one, one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her you know in the midst of you know I don't know what I don't know what Martha was doing I don't know if she was getting tea and crumpets or you know washing the counters or dusting the dirt floors I don't know you know I don't know what she was doing but in the midst of preparing the house and and hosting these good works you know what her the reality of her heart is she's troubled and she's worried You know, when we start getting distant from the Lord in our lives, and I was thinking about this uh, just a couple weeks ago. Pastor Mark was telling the story of the man and the woman, you know, in the truck. And uh, the woman says, oh, don't you remember, you know, when I used to sit right next to you, you had your arm around me. And, you know, the famous line is, well, I didn't move, you know. And uh, so I was actually thinking of this two weeks ago, and I had already been thinking about these, these passages before he, he was talking about that and talking about going back to your first love. And um, we, we start to get so distant from the Lord in our lives. And, you know, sometimes it's because we're just overworking. Sometimes we're doing things and we're going to, to do what looks like a good work, what seemed like a great opportunity, But God didn't really call us there. God didn't really call us there. Sometimes it's just being so blessed in our lives, in our finances, in our time, that we grow stale. And we lose our fervent hearts. We lose them. 
And what happens is we start walking in our own flesh, in our own power. We start to, to do it ourselves rather than receiving from God and walking in what he supplies. And when that happens, you know, if we sow in the flesh, you know the only thing we can reap, the Bible says, is corruption. That's it. Yes. Amen. Oh. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Don't take a left, don't take a right. That's right. Because it's Yeah, it's God's power. It's God's power that holds us together. And when we don't have that, the only thing we can get out of our life is that worry, that anxiousness, that, you know, depression, whatever those things are. Um <laughs> And we become like Martha, trying to do all these things, but really we're just troubled. And sooner or later, what, what's going to happen is we're going to burn out. We're going to burn out. And uh, I was with Michael last, was it last Thursday? Maybe the week before. I don't know. Anyways, my, my, weeks, my weeks are crazy. They're just crazy. I mean, and sometimes they get really crazy. And um, so they kind of go up and down. But whatever, whether it was last week or the week before, it was, it was one of my crazy weeks that was really, really crazy. And so I had been going and going and from this place to that place, and I'm running on like three hours of sleep for like three days, and I'm doing this and this and this, and school and work and ministry and all these things. And so we're heading now. It's Thursday. I haven't gotten any sleep. I'm tired. I'm going to the Sozo home to minister. And I remember just feeling dull. You ever feel that way where you just feel dull and it's like you could be hearing a message and it could be the greatest thing or people are praying and you just, you're, it's like it's hitting you and it's just, you know, it's just like, there's just like a wall and you just feel dull. And that's how I felt that day. And I was telling Michael, um, cause I'm trying to share with him, you know, the reality the reality, you know, what, what, what's real in, in walking with Christ. And I was sharing with Michael, you know, we've been doing a lot of things and, and all these things are good. But because I've been so busy and I've been so focused on these other things, you know, I don't think I've stopped and just prayed and just read the Bible just for me, even once this week. Not even once. Not to, not to go and, and find place to prepare a sermon or to go pray over someone else or to, to deal with the issues of someone else's life. What about... What about the issues of my heart? What about my relationship with the Lord? What about my fullness? What about my getting fed? I hadn't had that. And so we went and we prayed and we worshiped and we had a, we had a, really, good, uh, a really good service. You know, the Lord showed up. The Bible says his power is made perfect in our weakness. Thank God for that. Because if, if they were stuck with my power, they would be out of there. But um, that night, 
went home and ate dinner and everything and um, just said, you know what, guys, let's, let's just, just everybody come in the living room. We started to have a home church. And what I love about what we're doing in our home church right now is I, I don't have a message. I don't have anything prepared. We open up the Word of God. We open in the Mark and we read a chapter, two chapters, and we all just talk about whatever is in there. And what's great about that is I'm part of that too because I'm receiving it just like everyone else. And that night when we, when we just sat there and we worshiped and I just rested and I wasn't there to, to give someone else anything, I was there just to receive like everybody else. Man, that fullness just came back over me. And that tiredness, this is like 10 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock, something like that, and that tiredness and everything I had left and hadn't had sleep in a couple days. Now I'm going on the end of the day, about pretty much bedtime, and I'm awake, <laughs> and I feel good, and I'm like, wait a minute, where was this like four hours ago, you know? And I was just blessed because I was able to sit at the feet of Jesus and just receive what he had for me, you know? And he had been there every day in my life waiting for me to come and do that. In order to be effective, in order to be blessed in our lives, really, you know what, guys? In order to really love people, that's what everybody in the church wants to do, right? Oh, it's all about love. We got to love Jesus. We got to love our neighbors. You can't do that. You can't do that on your own. In order to really love people, in order to produce things that God can look at and say, man, that's good. We have to receive them first from Christ. Because there ain't nothing about this without him that's good. That's just the way it is. right? And we read Psalm 46 as we opened. Pastor Mark read and one of the verses, verse 10 says, Be still. Be still. And know that I am God. He says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. What's great about that verse is, in order to fulfill that, you know what you have to do? You have to stop all those things you're doing, even the good things. You have to just stop. And you have to step back and you have to sit down and still yourself. Still your hands, still your feet, still your heart. And I love it because God says, now that you're still, guess what? You're not doing anything, right? I will be exalted. I will be exalted. And he does not need my help to do that. Rather I work or don't, rather I move or, or don't, God will be exalted. It is his work first and foremost, and we're called to join in that. And then he rewards us for it. That's crazy. Hey, here's my work. Oh, and I'm going to do it for you. Oh, but I'm going to give you the reward. Can you tell, you know, can you tell the, the employers how that worked? No. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, you know, God, part of God's design is for us to work. But even the Lord, he spent six days creating everything you can see and touch and feel and even the things you can't. And on the seventh day, you know what he did? He rested. He rested. And because it came from him, everything was good. And then he rested. And the same way he's given us the design that, yes, 
We can come to him, we can receive, and he'll send us out to, to be that image, to work, and he'll call those things good because they come from him and they'll change lives. But then we have to come back and rest. And it helps to be a reminder for us that it's all God. And we can, you know, sometimes I love to just, I walk outside and I get in my car and I just stop. And I just look at the sky. And I look at the green trees. And I look at the birds. And it's just like, God gives me new eyes for a second. It's like the first time I've ever seen those things. And I take it all in. And I just go, God, you're good. I see the light reflecting off the leaves. I'm in, man, your glory, Lord. Your glory. We got we to gotta rest in the Lord. Even Jesus, you know, every. Everywhere Jesus went, everything he did, you read through the Gospels, he is always going off to be by himself. He's always going and praying. You know how he started his ministry? He spent 40 days alone in the wilderness, fasting. Fasting. And everything he did, everywhere he went, every word he spoke, he first received from the Father. In John 5, verse 30, Jesus says, I can do nothing, I can do nothing of myself. As I hear, Jesus says, so I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Why? He says, because I don't seek my own will. I don't seek my own will. But the will of the Father who sent me. The will of the Father who sent me. If Jesus says, I can do nothing out of myself, man, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't going to do any better than that, right? We can do nothing good in ourselves. And if we're not resting from, from our works, from our troubles, if we're not taking the time to set aside and just get into prayer, get into the word, just for ourselves, just say, Lord, teach me. Teach me. Speak to me. I'm listening. How do we know rather than that we're following his will? Because there's a lot of good opportunities out there. They're endless. They're not all for you. And good's not really on the end of all of them. We have to know where God is taking us. And every time Jesus took the time to rest, at the end of his day, the beginning of his day, away from the disciples, just as he, Jesus, did in the creation, the Father restored him, strengthened him, sent him, and he sent him out to do even greater works, all to the glory of God. Jesus says that in the midst of Martha's work and worry, one thing was needed, to just rest at his feet to just be still and know that he was God. And in choosing to first rest and be taught by Christ, he says that Mary chose the good part. And guess what? You know what? Whatever she received from the Lord in that time, we don't know what it was. He says it will not be taken from her. You want to be really disappointed with your life? Do what you want. Spend a whole lot of time and effort doing it and then watch it get taken. That is a bummer. <laughs> I don't care who you are, right? That's a bummer. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. I was 
Amen. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Amen. 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 Good testament. Thank you. One last thing as we close. I want to focus on the fact not only that what we receive in our time with the Lord, no one can take that from us. But I also want to, fo- I also want to focus on the fact that Jesus says that is the good part. That's the good part. You know what it means to be a Christian? I don't know. Tell me. Everybody's got a different answer, right? You do? Praise God. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. So he also tells us, though, in this life we're going to have trouble. Right? And so through all these things, through all the, the works we, we do, all, you know, dealing with family, dealing with, with finances, dealing with each other sometimes, just, just life. You know what the good part is? You know what the best part of being a Christian is? We have Jesus Christ dwelling within us. And he's always ready and willing to sit and teach us. That is the good part. That relationship. Because no one else has that. That's right. Always. That's right. There you go. Yeah, you don't get away with that one. No, you don't. That's right. Yep. He's got it better than Santa Claus. So, I want to just encourage you today. I want to encourage you next week. I want to encourage you in your life, just as God has been encouraging me, to take the time to stop. Just whatever you're doing, just stop. Be still. And to give Jesus your full focus. To simply rest. You know, we need rest. We need that. To simply rest and let him speak to us. To have that open relationship. Because you know what? Resting in Christ, being still and knowing that he is the Lord, that is the greatest work. That is the greatest work. Resting in Christ reminds us that we have welcomed him into our life. And guess what? He's welcomed us into his kingdom. 
It lets us know him. It allows us to be guided by his spirit. And setting times, setting margins in our day, in our lives, to rest, it humbles us. Because we have to put away that pride. Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to. There's so many. No, 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 no. It humbles us. It reminds us that it's all about him. And if Jesus says, I can of myself do nothing, and he found time to receive from the Father, how much more necessary is it for us? So if you have welcomed Jesus into your life, he is dwelling within you at this very moment. And he's just waiting for us to come, to sit at his feet, and to just receive what he has for us today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, that, Lord, your word says that we know love because you first loved us. Father, that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. So, Father, I thank you that you have accepted us, you've forgiven us, you've called us clean, and you've come to dwell with us, Lord, and you have no plans on leaving. So, Father God, teach us to to rest in you. Remind us that you're there waiting and let us, let us have a greater relationship with you, Father God. That's, that's the only thing I can ask today is to fill us with that peace, with that purpose that only comes from you. Lord, guide us all through this week and let us be blessed in your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.